Welcome, hola, what's good? Hey, y'all, hey, you are tuned in to Circle Up with Amanda Hurd. What's good, family? I'm super excited to be back in the studio. I'm super excited that I have some fresh words, some fresh insight for you all. I pray that you all have been doing well. I thank you all for holding on in there and still checking in and checking up to see what has been posted, what has been released. Again, I send you all my apologies for leaving you guys silent for a moment. Moment, but I'm just here to say that I am back. I got some jewels for you, and I pray that you're able to take these jewels as usual and allow them to shine on your journey. So um, let's let's dive in. Let's get to what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of um, days or a week or so. So I have had the opportunity um, from Pastor Darrell and Pastor Michelle at Life Changers Church NC to give a word that God has given me to give to his people. And this was um, a very, very specific word about being suited for battle. And it deals a lot with the armor of God and understanding the, although it is a challenge um, of all the different pieces of armor that we have to remember to put on. It's also just that simple when we find ourselves wrapped in God. We'll find that as we are wrapped in God, is his word clothes us, completing this full armor. And so I encourage you to um, go to the latest um, update or recording and tune into that sermon so that you can kind of have a better idea of what this short mini series is going to be about. And so this mini series is just a branch from the suited for battle, ready for war sermon. And um, the reason that I'm inspired to give you all this is because there was a handful of jewels that I was unable to release in that atmosphere. Um, and it's just just simply because of a couple of things that were kind of put together that night. Um, and so I feel as though that these jewels are jewels that somebody can use. These are jewels that somebody, that will light up somebody's path. And I believe that it wasn't given to me only for me. And so my prayer again is that as I share these jewels with you, as I give you all these tools, that they're not tools that will just rest in your own tool bag, but they're jewels and tools that will be used in your journey. And so um, I just want to give you guys a little heads up um, some of the things that we are going to go deeper in is um, we're going to talk about the full armor of God. We're going to talk about being rooted in our issues. And these are just more so the learning. I go over the overall in the sermon, but this is more so the learning portion of it. We're going to talk about casting down our Pyrrhic victories. We're going to talk about um, dying to self and how to gird our minds and hearts. We're going to talk a little bit about the battle, what it means when God gave me the word, letting me um, share with you all that the battle is ours, but the war is his. And then last, um, but prayerfully not least, uh, we're going to talk about being steadfast, holding our grounds, um, what it looked like and how the Roman soldiers kind of um, took it upon themselves to use different things in different, um, in different ways that they were able to, to 
get their feet deep into the into the ground so that they can stand a little bit longer. They can stand a lot more sturdier. And so I'm excited about this breakdown. And without further ado, let's let's dive right in. So today we're um, we're going to be talking about the armor of God. Our title here is the fitting room, and I'm excited about that because um, I don't know about y'all. <laughs> but there are times that I love to go in stores and try things on and I love to see how they fit and how they are before I purchase them. And then there are times where I'm just like, you know what? I don't have time for this today. I don't feel like going in there. I got on all of these um all of these pieces of clothing right now that is just too difficult to be wiggling in and out of. And so, listen, I'm just going to buy it and I hope it fits. And so, <laughs> if you're anything like that on today or anything like that in general, then um, listen, this fitting room is going to be slightly different. This is a fitting room that you're going to love. It's like the fitting room of a bride looking for her dress, her dress, waiting for that yes to the dress moment. And so this fitting room is all about excitement. It's all about um, being clothed and personalized, personalizing this armor, especially for you. And so I'm excited about that. So let's dive right in. We can find um, our fitting room or dressing room um, in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. But before we dive into that, I just want you all to quiet yourselves and ask God to prepare your heart and guide your imagination. There's a sidebar in my Bible, and it says, picture or imagine you're about to enter into the battlefield, but you're not wearing any armor. How does this make you feel? Your fellow soldiers, how about the enemy? Now picture yourself slowly getting dressed with all the pieces of armor mentioned in the passage. After being fully fitted, what are you thinking and feeling? How much more prepared and confident do you feel now? Father, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you, Lord God, asking that you guide our imagination, asking, Lord God, that you just fill our hearts and our minds with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Father God, I'm asking that as we walk out this teaching, as we go through these different pieces, that you help us find the individual pieces that fit us perfectly, Lord God, that we find ourselves in every bit of truth that is connected to your word, that we find ourselves fully fitted with the belt of truth, fully fitted with the breastplate of righteousness, fully fitted our feet of peace, our shield of faith, our helmet of salvation, our sword of the spirit. Father God, I'm asking Lord God that you just give us everything that we need in this teaching so that as we go forth, Lord God, we are going fully dressed. We are walking out in full confidence and full boldness that we are lacking no thing. It is in Jesus mighty name that I pray. Amen. Amen. So before we um, get too deep into this, I want to start off by reading to you guys what Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18 says. And I'm going to read from um, the Amplified version. And I'm reading from this version simply because I love the way it gives us an extra breakdown of some of the words. It kind of helps us go a little bit deeper um, 
it, it helps us go a little bit deeper into what it's actually saying. It uses, it gives us a variety of words that kind of can connect with each and every individual. So let's dive in. The armor of God, Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might. And I love how they use boundless. This is simply meaning like his endless might. Put on the full armor of God for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavenly armed soldier. And in this case, he's saying like his guidance, his ways are like splendid armor of a heavenly armed soldier. If we can only be fitted in his his guidelines, then imagine how heavy our armor would be so that you may be able to successfully Stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. 12 reads, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness and the heavenly supernatural places. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands, to stand firm, in your place, fully prepared and movable, victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth, your personal integrity and moral courage around your waist and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. This is simply an upright heart, you guys. 15 reads, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace and preparation, to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and readiness produced by the good news. 16 says, above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, our last verse says, with all prayer and petition, pray with specific request at all times, on every occasion, and in every season, in the spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all God's people. This is just so much, so much goodness, so much instruction, so much truth, so much hope, so much confidence is in here, so much peace is is in here. There's so much um, inside of this, inside of this, um, these couple of verses that will help us on this journey. And so let's begin to break it down. So it reminds us or more so instructs us in the very beginning to to be strong in the Lord. And one may look like, well, I believe I'm strong in the Lord. You know, I read every day. I believe I'm strong in the Lord. I was raised in church. I believe I'm strong in the Lord because I know that when trials come, I know that when I'm faced with trouble, that the Lord is going to see me through. I know that he doesn't leave me. I know that he'll never forsake me. So this is something that um, may place me under the umbrella of being strong in the Lord. So 
I think I'm okay here. But if you're thinking any way along those guidelines, then you're sitting in this boat that I once sat in. There were so many acts that I've done. There were so many things that I've done correct. There were so many, um, so many good deeds that I did that made me believe that I was strong in the Lord. It wasn't until the wind actually blew that I found out that every bit of strength that I thought I had was little to none. The measurement of what I was measuring out to be, you know, more or less was off. The balance was not there. Everything that I thought was in line, everything that I thought was in place to to give me that sense of strength was off. It says to draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. And so this lets me know right here before we even go into another verse that the reason I was off balance, the reason why my measurements were off is because I simply wasn't drawing my strength from him. I was literally drawing my strength from the works that I was doing. I was drawing my strength from the good deeds that I was doing. And little did I know that that was not enough to give me the muscle, the spiritual muscle that I needed in order to stand firm in days of trouble, to stand firm when the wind would blow, to stand firm when the flood came rushing in. I was drawing my strength from worldly teachings. I was drawing my strength from worldly knowledge. I lacked so much wisdom. I lacked that that piece of, of relationship, which is key in order to be empowered through his union. And so because of that, because um, of that big, that big yet so little peace, it had me weak in areas that I thought I was strong. It says, and in the power of his endless or boundless might. You see, when we compare or pull, draw strength from worldly things, they all have a deadline. They all have a limit. But with God, through God, we understand that he is boundless. He is endless, limitless. And so his might is all of the above. There is nothing that gives him a top off, a cap off. There is nothing that that draws all of the strength from him till there's no more. It's an ongoing, forever, never-ending going amount of strength, amount of might. And so again, as we draw from him through relationship, then it's proving that we will have that endless amount of strength. We will have what we need when we come up against hard and trying times. 11 went on to tell us to put on the full armor. It said for his precepts are like a splendid armor of heavenly armed soldiers. And I love that because it didn't just, or of heaven, I mean, I keep saying heaven, of heavily, heavily, (laughs) that is such a hard word to say, but heavy, like heavy armed soldiers. There we go heavy armed soldiers. (laughs) And so, what I love about this is. Um, the, the imagination. So in the beginning, we asked God to just guide our hearts and our imaginations. And so 
this is an area where be where I'm encouraging you to use your imagination when you think about the soldiers and you think about how they're fitted and suited and all of their gear. You won't catch a soldier on the battlefield half dressed or half prepared. You won't catch them with their shoes untied. You won't catch them without their gear. You won't catch them without everything that is needed for what is seen and unseen. It's hard to to see a, a soldier unprepared prepared off guard they are so um they are so prepared for this battlefield they go through in and out day in and day out learning and and getting the skills that they need to be fully prepared when it is time to meet on that battlefield and this is saying the same way we can kind of imagine them fully prepared and fully suited fully um, wearing their armor. It's amazing because God is saying, or Paul says in this, he's instructing us, but the instructions, of course, came from a higher being. And so he's letting us know that if we embrace God's ways, the word that he gives us, the things that he's taught us, he's shown us, the things that maybe we haven't yet even tapped into, if we begin to find ourselves tapping into those things and following those things through, that those things will begin to fit us, such as the, the, the soldiers are fitted and suited in their wear. You won't catch a soldier wearing one of his friends um, armor on the battlefield, especially if it's unfitted for his body. You see, being too loosely fitted or being too smallly fitted will, will really stop the flow of their movement. And so with that being said, we can't put on pieces of the world. We can't put on pieces of our friends' opinions. We can't put on pieces of our parents' guidelines if it's outside of the guidelines of God. We can't put anything that is outside of God's ways, his precepts, um, before him. We can't do it. When we begin to wear those pieces of teachings, those pieces of knowledge that goes against God's guidelines. We are now undersuiting ourselves. We are now going to battlefield wearing pieces of armor that are either too big or too small. So be encouraged to really look at what you're clothed in. Look at what you've been putting on. Look at what you've been taking in. And if it's anything outside of God's guidelines, begin to remove those pieces. Begin to seek God's face and ask him to help you find the, the right fitted pieces that you will need for these different areas of your life. Have Maybe you've been putting on the right pants. Maybe you've been putting on the right, the right tops, but maybe, just maybe, your hat size was off. Maybe, just maybe, your boot size was a little off. And it is very important that as we are fighting this fight of faith, as we are living out this lifestyle of faith, we are fitted in everything that is assigned to it, everything that comes with it. So be encouraged and inspired to really seek God's face to help you find the right size armor that you need so that you will be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and strategies and the deceits of the devil. Understand that the devil is always about his game. 
He's always strategizing and coming up with schemes and ways to to get your mind off course. He's always planning and going to the Father and asking for ways to come at you that are going to knock you off your feet. He's always looking for a challenge to challenge you personally. And if it doesn't directly come through you, then better believe because he's so strong. Um, strategic in his strategies that he will come after you in an area that your that your suit is loosely fitted maybe that's through your kids maybe that's through your job maybe that's through your family maybe that's through some of these um wars or battles that we are have been facing day in day out maybe it's through your finances you know he is going to come at a way or an area that is to catch you off guard so this is why it's so important that we are fitted tightly It's so important that as we're in this dressing room, we're not just saying, okay, I'm tired of trying stuff on, this one will do. No, there is a piece that is personalized just for you, just for me, just for each and every individual. And although they all may look alike, when it's on the battlefield. You look at a line of soldiers, they all look like they're wearing the same thing. They all look like they're wearing the same size. They all look like they're unified. That's how we will look in the spiritual realm, but understand each and every one of them are fitted and sized according to who they are, according to what the size and style and and, and shortness or tallness of, of their body. And so just like that, so is the word of God. So is the, the precepts of of. God. And so we must fall suit, be suited in his word. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And if anybody on here that's listening has been in church, we, this is one scripture that even if we don't know where the verse is, we know or have heard this, to say it with our eyes closed, to know the next word that's coming. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. When we are suited and ready for battle in the wrong areas. We fight against the wrong things. Our balance is completely taken off course. And so when when the enemy is throwing darts at us, instead of understanding that this is a war that is beyond what I'm seeing, we attack the wrong thing. And so again, the enemy gets another win. Again, we get another Pyrrhic victory. Again, when it feels like we won for a moment, we have really lost. And it is time out for us losing in areas that God has ordained us to win. Understand that these attacks that we face, I don't care what area they fall in in your life, they are never against our flesh. They are never against our blood. It is always a spiritual attack that is being revealed in the physical. You see, This is why I love the Amplified version because it says that for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents. So this is reminding us or or letting us know, revealing to us that this is not concerning with the physical, but it's a spiritual matter. It says, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, meaning this right now darkness, against things that are unseen. But if we tap into God, if we tap into his wisdom and knowledge, we'll be able to see that this darkness that's all around us 
is what we're really fighting against. It's why it's so important that our lights are always to be turned in, that our relation on it, that our relationship is always to be at one with him so that light can remain to shine and fade out the darkness. It's against the spiritual forces of wickedness and heavenly supernatural places. This reminds us and again lets us know if we have not known that this is outside of the world we live in. This is inside a realm of supernatural places. And so if you will only tap into God long enough for him to reveal to you these supernatural places, it will help you understand a little more so that swinging in the flesh at your enemy is doing nothing for your spiritual. We can't keep fussing out the light bill company. We can't keep attacking our kids because of darts that the enemy has has thrown at them. We have to fall on our knees in prayer. We have to come to God and let him know that I am tired of fighting this fleshly battle. And I'm understanding now that this is a spiritual thing. So suit me. Give me my tools, oh God. Fix my heart, oh God. Fix my mind, oh God, so that I have what I need. Give me more of your word so I can fight back in the areas that are unseen. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the days of evil. So not just stand up for a moment, not just stand up for a short period of time, not just stand up and give a slight fight back and say, well, I did fight the fight, but to successfully, meaning to fully, to conquer Resist and stand your ground, meaning the personal battleground that you are on, your ground in the evil day of danger. Understand every day has danger lurking. Every day something is set up to get us off track. Every day something, some type of dart is going to be shot. Every day, whether we see it or we feel the impact or not, the enemy is on his job. He never clocks out. He does not have a day off. So everything has to be consistent with us as believers. Everything has to be in order with us as believers. There's not a day that goes by that we can afford to miss a piece of our armor be fitted today having done everything that this crisis demands meaning going through everything that this disaster has has brought upon us meaning after everything has tried to come crashing down or he shot every shot that he can shoot i want you to understand that the word instructs us apostle paul has instructed us to stand firm still stand firm in your place. And I, I love that it talks about, um, it makes it personal and it says in your place, in my place, stand firm in your place. God has gifted you this place. He has given you this place. He has, he has made this thing yours. And so don't let anybody come take what belongs to you. If your father gave it to you, it belongs to you. So stand firm, hold your ground, fight back. Fight back. Fight back in your place. Fully prepared 
victorious. And the only way we can do this is if we are fully fitted. So don't give up. Don't get tired in this fitting room. Don't, don't give up feeling like you don't want to try on another pair of pants. You don't want to try on another pair of shoes. You're tired. You just, you looked everywhere and, and you've gotten to a place where nothing fits. So you're just going to go back to your regular. Don't give up. Understand that what God has for you is perfectly fitted for you. Try him. Try his word, try his ways, try his precepts, try to, to, to find yourself fitted and close in what he has for you. Try his wisdom, seek out his understanding, seek out his guidelines. Don't give up. I know that your mother raised you one way. I know that your father expects for you to be one way. I know that your grandparents have, have lived out this truth their way. I know that the job is telling you that this is it. There's no, there's nothing greater. Um, we can't give you a better position here. I know that the plans you have been working on feel like they're never going to come through. I know your breakthrough seems like it is getting further and further away instead of closer and closer. But listen, I want you to try what God is telling you to try. I want you to connect with who God is telling you to connect to. I want you to go with what is deep inside of your soul not just what's flowing from your heart at this moment, but I want you to seek God. Seek God with your spirit. Seek God spirit to spirit. The same way in the world we find ourselves saying, no, I want to come face to face, man to man. You know, we want to have these things on these on these personal encounters. The same in that same truth, in that same manner. I want you to seek God spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. See where that gets you. See where that takes you. See what doors open up for you. See the victory that you will gain through that meeting, through that encounter. It's time to go deeper. It's time to fight harder. It's time to stand firm. So stand firm and hold your ground. Having tightened the wide band of truth, your personal integrity, stop just believing and going with what everybody else's truth may seem like or everybody else's truth may feel like, but go with what your personal integrity, sometimes you're going to have to go against the grain. Sometimes you're going to have to be the one to speak out or speak up against what everybody else is saying is right, but you know it to be wrong. You have to stand firm in your personal integrity. You have to you have to put around your waist the breastplate of righteousness, an upright heart. You have to stand in integrity around your waist, but you also have to put on your breastplate of righteousness, an upright heart. I don't know how many times that you have made a decision in your life and you knew in your heart that it was wrong. You knew in your heart that you were going against something that was bigger than what was right in front of you. There's a time that we have to choose right. As we grow, maturity is something that we should encounter. 
Every step of the way, we should grow more and more, deeper and deeper in maturity. And in maturity, we should begin to face an upright heart. There's a time, there's a place where our heart should begin to shift from what we thought to what we know. And what we know should only be rooted in Christ. And this is why it's so important that we find ourselves seeking him because the truth is always embedded in him. And when he is embedded in us, then truth will be embedded in us. Having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace and preparation. I find it funny that the enemy doesn't want us to speak or to even think to spread the good news. He wants us to believe that it's worthless and it's hopeless. He never wants us to be ready. He always wants us to have to get ready. He always wants us to be late to the battlefield. So by the time we show up, everything is already a disaster. We already begin to feel hopeless. We already begin to feel worthless. We already begin to feel like there's no way out of this. We already begin to look at what has already taken place and find ourselves in defeat instead of victory. But be encouraged to always remain ready. Be encouraged to desire a readiness. Whether that means it's time for you to start waking up early and getting that word inside of you or going to sleep a little later so that you have time to spend with God to get word, wisdom, and knowledge deep inside of you. Rather, that means creating a specific time throughout your day, cutting away the noise, silencing your phone, silencing your children, your family, silencing anything that can be considered a distraction in a moment so that you are filling yourself up. You are storing yourself up with so much of his ways, his knowledge, his word that it keeps you at a level of readiness. Because understand that the enemy is not just gonna come when you expect him to come. I mean, that's, that's not wise. And although, yes, he is not the smartest thing out there, he's still smart enough to know not to come when you say, come on, enemy, let's fight this fight. He strategizes. And so that means in the midst of a well strategy or strategized person or strategized being or thing, they're going to try to hit you at your weakest moments, at your weakest times. When you think about football games, basketball games, any type of sport, when the coach is strategizing the play, they're always going after the weak moments, the openings, the cracks. And just like that, the enemy is going to come at you in areas where he sees fit to get in, fit to wiggle in. But if you are ready, if you are prepared at all times, I don't care if it's late, as the church would say, in the midnight hour, when you and your entire family is deep in rest, but the enemy tries to knock at your door, he tries to slither in the crack, he tries to come through. Your spirit will awaken in full readiness and begin to pray in the spirit and break any trap that he is trying to lay before you. Be encouraged to be ready. Be encouraged to get ready 
and to store up the necessities of readiness. Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith, of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Not just some of them, but all of them. Faith is powerful. Faith is the thing, the tool that you will need when setbacks are presented to you, when temptation is right before you. Faith is what you're going to need. Faith is the thing that is you're going to be able to raise up before that dart. And as that flaming dart hits that shield of faith, it cannot take you out. You may feel the impact of the dart hitting the shield, but you will not die in that place. You will not lose your mind in that place. You will not lose the chance of hitting victory in that place because your faith will shield you. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't even matter what it feels like. But your faith will bring you through. Salvation. Put on the salvation your helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The helmet of salvation protects our mind. It protects our mind from doubting. It protects our mind from where the enemy loves to run around as if it's a playground and give us these foolish thoughts that go against every word of God. The thing or place where he takes the word of God and twists it in our mind to make us feel as though victory does not belong to us or even trick us into false victory. But when that helmet is on, that protective helmet of salvation in alignment with our faith and our readiness, in alignment with our righteousness, the seat of our emotions, self-worth and trust in alignment with the truth that fights Satan's lies. All alone, that, that begins to spell out victory, holy victory, a holy victory. Not a meaningless, pointless victory where we lose everything that we once had, but a holy victory where there is gain at the end. Let us not forget the word of God. Our trust that is placed in the word alone. The coolest thing about the word of God is all you have to do is literally meditate on it and it works. But when you begin to speak the word of God, it begins to war on the battlefield. It begins to slay on the battlefield. See, meditating on the word of God is a great thing because it helps you hold on to your trust in the word. 
saying it over and over in your mind and allowing it to keep you strengthened in God. But when you open up your mouth and you speak that very word, it begins to manifest in the world that you live in. It begins to manifest wherever you send it to go. It begins to break down walls. It begins to pull out things that you have never seen before. It begins to build up things that you've only hoped for. It begins to prove itself of the very spirit of God. But last, not least, we are instructed to pray. Specific request. So I want you to get personal. I want you to dig deep and I want you to make this thing personal. And see, I want you to make this thing personal on every level possible. Every level possible. Many of us that walk this walk of intercession, you spend so many times praying for others. You spend so many times praying about the world. You spend so many times praying about any and everything minusing yourself. And that is, that is not a bad thing entirely because that is the heart of an, of an intercessor. You are going to pray for any and everything that you see, feel, and, and hear. But listen, be encouraged to take time to pray for yourself, specific prayers for yourself. Something that we do here where I'm at is every Tuesday, me and my sisters get together and sometimes our friends, and we gather together on one accord and we talk out our issues we talk out our situations we talk about our upcomings we talk about our upbringings we talk about everything that is laid on our personal hearts we even because we're intercessors we talk about others and in and, and other things that need to be prayed about but in that moment in this day in that hour or two that we share together we get personal and we come to God for ourselves. And that is so important as a believer. You have to know that the same way you go deep and pray about everybody else, you have to get to a point where you dive deep and know that those prayers that you see manifest for others on your behalf are also prayers that can manifest for yourself through your obedience and being specific about the things that you need and desire at that appointed time. But I don't want us to become selfish in that place because you will begin to see God move so graciously in your life as you pray for yourself and see the word work for even you. Keep your heart open to be specific when you're praying for others, to pray about the exact thing that they stand in need of or that they lack. Be encouraged to dig deep on every occasion and in every season, praying in the spirit 
praying in the spirit. That is something that I find to be a loose end in our generation. At one point, it was so important to pray in the spirit. I listened to my grandfather talk to me. He talks about how they would take shifts at his church in his days, and they would pray in the spirit for hours and hours and hours. And nowadays, we can barely find an individual that can pray in the spirit for a moment, that can pray in the spirit for 10 minutes, Understand that when you are praying in the Spirit, you are given Holy Spirit lead way to touch each and everything that your mind or your heart may have not connected with in that moment. He goes to the exact need, the exact desire of not only your heart, but the hearts of those and situations of those that you are praying for. So be inspired that if you do not know how to pray in the spirit, that you take this season and you seek God and say, you know what, God, I'm tired of everything that I've been doing. I'm tired of the way that I've been choosing to go about this thing. I am ready to find myself suited and fitted in your ways and your love and your call and your anointing and your power. I am ready to find myself fitted in the armor that you have set aside for me. I am ready to find myself tucked deeply, rooted deeply in everything that your word says about me and those that are like me. I am ready to go to a place that you have called me to way, way long ago. I am ready to tap into that place. I surrender to your will, to your way, to your power, to your authority. I surrender to your spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, meet me where I am. Take full control over this very manner, over this very conversation, begin to use me like you've never used me before. Holy Spirit, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you tap in and lead me into new languages that I have never spoken before. Holy Spirit, intercede. And as you allow this foreign language to begin to take over you, Continue to pray in your mind. Allow it to take its course and have its way. Allow it to move graciously throughout your prayer. It may feel foreign. It may feel new. It may feel different. It may not sound like it makes sense, but this is where you have to trust the word of God. This is where you have to trust that the spirit knows more than the flesh. This is where you have to trust that whatever is flowing from your spirit is God ordained and you keep praying in your mind if the only thing you can think of is thank you Jesus then say it over and over and over and over again but allow the spirit to have its way and I'm telling you it is in that place that you will be alert and you will be interceding for all of God's people including yourself and that ways will be being made through Jesus. Through Jesus and the power 
of his boundless might. Listen, y'all, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal teaching. This lesson is a lesson that will literally change your life. If you walk it out, if you take it in and apply it to your life, you can experience a life-changing moment. And I say that with full confidence. I say that in all belief because I'm telling you, it wasn't until I found myself suited for battle, suited in the full armor of God, that I began to win the war. That I began to fight against the things that were unseen. That I began to understand that certain attacks weren't physical attacks, but they were spiritual attacks that were showing up in the physical. And when we begin to see these things, witness these things, and identify these things, we fight back with the tools that are destined to win. Well, that's all I have for you for this episode. I pray that we all take this thing in. I pray that you take it to God first. Allow him to lead you into the pieces that are fitted perfectly for you. And not only that, but that once you get it, you share it with somebody else in need. Well, I love you all lots, and I will talk to you next episode. Adios.